Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. In Jesus' mighty name. Now talk to the Lord and say, Lord, even as we approach your word, let my life be transformed by the entrance of your word. One word from God can take you from where you are to where you are supposed to be. So lift up your voice and talk to the Lord and say, Lord, minister to me personally. Let me be that good ground that receives the word of God and bears a mighty harvest no matter what you are going through. In the mighty name of Jesus, no matter the shackle, no matter the bondages, in the mighty name of Jesus, the Bible says, He sent His word and He delivered them from all their destruction. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever is destroying your life, whatever is attempting to destroy your life, the word of God coming this morning will deliver you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. He sent His word. He sent His word. He sent his word. The same word this morning, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that will transform my life. Lord, in the name of Jesus, send me my word this morning. That will transform my life, oh God. In the name of Jesus, that will transform my family. That will, oh God, cause you to take my life and use it for your glory, Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, talk to the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We say yes to you this morning. Hmm. My Lord and my God. Lord, I receive the right words to speak this morning. A fresh anointing, Lord. In the name of Jesus, everyone under the sound of my voice, those here, those online, those that will watch on TV, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, let lives be transformed in Jesus' name. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Lord. Take over this time and glorify the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Take your seats, please. My Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Welcome into God's presence this morning. And for those joining us online as well as our television audience, you are welcome. And if you are in the Colorado Springs area, this is the place to be. <laughs> God is here. A warm welcome awaits you. Amen. Um, this morning we are talking about the blessing of sanctification. When I came into the faith, um, when I became born again, one of the very first things um, that I had is you, you came in, and then once you came in, the very next thing uh, that you were supposed to do was to set yourself apart and then you get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then you keep moving along. And you see, uh, sanctification simply means being set apart for God. And over the years, sometimes um, God will bring things along and, and bring it to the forefront uh, if he senses that that piece is missing. So there's salvation and there's sanctification and for instance, if you take salvation as the foundation, sanctification is the wall, and then being filled with the Holy Spirit is the roof. 
So if you have salvation, you are saved. I mean, we're talking about the new birth now. When you get saved and you just start building with the roof, if you are building without the walls, uh, you are missing something. <laughs> you see? So <laughs> and you're not going to go very far doing that. So with that foundation, so sanctification is the wall. Turn your Bibles with me to 2 Timothy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you're online, please share this with someone. This can transform someone's life, please. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. He says that, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Great house. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, 21. Sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. How many of us want to be useful for the master? Just me. If you're if you like that, just raise your hand. If you're online, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> we want to be useful for the master. He tells you here the key. He says that in a great house, there are so many vessels. Some of wood, some of clay, some for honor, and some for this, for this honor. Notice that this letter is written to spirit-filled Christians. Timothy was a young pastor of the, uh, uh, of the Ephesians church, uh, the, the church at Ephesus. And he's saying that there are so many kinds of vessels. And the first thing that we have to realize, even before we get more into it, is that sanctification is the will of God. Being set apart is the will of God. We'll come back to this verse, but go with me again to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. He says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. So he says that the will of God, so many times we ask, what is the will of God? Last week, we discovered that thanksgiving is the will of God. Here, he's telling you another one here. That is the will of God. Your sanctification is the will of God. Being set apart for God is the will of God. So he says to Timothy that, and he's writing to, through Timothy to the church. He says that in a house, there are so many kinds of vessels. Even in your house, you have so many kinds of vessels. Some, some you reserve when you have special guests. Some you, you have for everyday use. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that, that, that we, I mean, that is done. But it says that not everybody gets the same level of use, or not everybody is as useful in the house. What is the key? Notice this. What is the key to being useful in the master's house, in the hands of the master? He says that if anyone cleanses himself, 1 Timothy 2 verse 21, 
from the latter he will be a vessel for honor sanctified and useful for the master prepared for every good work sanctification is the key to usefulness and i pray in the mighty name of the lord jesus not everybody is a vessel of honor but I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will be a vessel for honor. I pray in the name of Jesus that if God is looking for an assignment, if God is looking for something that needs to be done, may he find you in Jesus' name. My Lord and my God. Glory be to the name of the Lord. You see, God has, has destined, and, and we discovered, you see, even with, when it comes to Thanksgiving, we have to teach the kids, in this country we do a very good job at teaching people to be thankful. But you see, being set apart for God makes all the difference. So many people are born and come into the earth and live and die and never live to their full potential. Because of this issue. If you are going to live. To fulfill. All that God has planned and purpose. This is the key. And I pray. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That may you live. To fulfill all that God has planned and purpose in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let, let's look at some benefits of that. The first benefit is sanctification secures all our inheritance in Christ. Notice this. Let's look at some examples. In Obadiah, it's only, one, it's only one chapter, verse 17. He says that, but upon Mount Zion there shall be holiness, there shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Mount Zion is a type of the church. But he says that there shall be deliverance. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, anything that holds you bound, may you be delivered in Jesus' name. Amen. May you go free in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Then he says there shall be holiness. Then the house of Jacob, put the name of your house there. But before there is the possession of possession, he says there shall be holiness. There shall be sanctification. There, has, there shall be a setting apart. Then you enter your possessions. Amen. So many people want to enter their possessions, but skip this part. It doesn't work that way. A typical example is somebody like Esau in the Bible. The Bible describes him this way. This is in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 17. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16 says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one muscle of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. So even though he was Jacob's son, or in our case, even though we are children of God, Esau did not enter and enjoy the fullness of his inheritance because when he came to the inheritance, he said, what, what, is, what is the meaning of an inheritance? I don't care about any inheritance. I'm hungry right now. Give me something to eat. I'll exchange my inheritance for a morsel of food. I don't value the things of God. I don't value the, 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 the things of God. I mean, what, what, what do I care? I'm going to exchange it for something else. I pray in the name of Jesus, may you not exchange your inheritance in Christ for, 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 for something else. So even though he was a son of Jacob, because he despised the things of God, because he despised his inheritance, when it came time, he exchanged it for something else. He sold it away. And then later on, he was crying. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may you not exchange your inheritance for something else. In Jesus' name. Take another example. The children of Israel. When they left Egypt, they kept complaining and complaining. God said, I'm taking you to a good land. He said, God is a good God. I, I repeat it. God is a good God. God is a good God. God is a good God. He has a good plan for your life. He has a good plan for your family. He has a very good plan. And that's my heart desire as well, that everybody will enjoy the fullness of what God has planned and purposed. But they kept complaining and 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 complaining. At some point, they missed out of their inheritance. Because they refused what God was offering. Numbers chapter 14 verse 22 says, Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice. Ten times. God kept speaking. Speaking. Oh, please, I'm taking you to a good I said, no, 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 no. He brought us into this wilderness to kill us. It doesn't have any good plan. It's not taking us anywhere. We've just been eating manna every day. All these things. Where is the meat? Give us some steak, something. God is not against you. God is for you. Amen. So these ten times, as a result... They did not enter the promised land. 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that may all that God has planned and purpose for your life, may you walk in the fullness of it as you set yourself apart for God. In Jesus' name, amen. Notice what the Bible says in Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Acts 20, verse 32. It says, so now, brethren, or sistering, <laughs> I commend you to God. Notice the first thing. He's been, he's been ministering at Ephesus. He's getting ready to leave. And, he's, and the people are crying and weeping. You see that in verse 37 and verse 38. Because they are not going to see him again. And they're asking him. I mean, he's giving them his last words as he leaves. If, if, you, if, you, if you saw a, a successful person and you ask them, um, what is the secret of your success? Is, you know, the person is at the end of their life or get, getting ready to depart. And they ask you, give, give us some last words. What are you going to say? Notice what he says to them. I commend you to God. That is the first thing. Give God first place in your life. And to the word of his grace. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Which is able to build you up. And give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So getting born again, getting saved is one thing. Enjoying your inheritance in God, that's a totally different thing. That's true. <laughs> Let's say you are, you are an heir to somebody. And they died and they left all these riches, this wealth. To you, uh, the first question you ask is, what needs to happen here? How can I get the inheritance that this person has left? So you come into the kingdom of God and there is an inheritance, a rich inheritance awaiting you. How do I access it? <laughs> to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Among all those who are sanctified, who are set apart, who have made a decision to set apart themselves for the Lord. I commend you to God. 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 And to the word of his grace. If there's anything I can give you, I, I, this is the same thing I'll say to you. It's called the Apostle Paul. I'm named after him. We, we share the same name to start with. <laughs> I 
will tell you that the secret to this whole thing is have a God first mentality. Take hold of his word and set yourself apart. You see, everybody can, you see, you are not everybody. Sometimes we tell the kids, you are not everybody. You come into the world as an individual, you live as an individual. <laughs> Sometimes we tell them that when you go to school, you get dropped as an individual, you get picked up as an individual. You work with other people while you are there. But the truth of the matter is that all of us will stand before the throne room of grace. One, one person. But while you are here, <laughs> you can enjoy the ride. Or the ride cannot be not so good. Depending on the choices that you make. It's, it's, and, and that's one thing. Sanctification is a choice. Deciding, making a decision to set yourself apart for God is a choice. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, notice this. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore who is going to choose you are the one going to choose <laughs> choose life that both you and your descendants may live it's a choice god doesn't force anybody if you could you could force everybody to get saved and then we'll get out of here <laughs> we'll wrap this thing up but it doesn't force anybody no, 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 no. It says, look, <laughs> this day you are standing here. I said before you, life and death, the blessing and the curse. Which one do you want? <laughs> you try it with little kids. Put, put stuff there and say, this, was, this, this is this. This one is good. And you see, one of the keys to also to enjoying our inheritance it's as we grow up in the Lord that we enjoy what belongs to us. You don't put a five-year-old uh, in a Mercedes-Benz and put them in the driver's seat, even if the Mercedes-Benz belongs to them, or you plan to give it to them. They are not up there yet. He would destroy them. There are certain things that God has planned and purpose. That we grow into. Notice what he says in Galatians chapter 4. So we are talking about inheritance this morning. He says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. So when you come into the kingdom of God, everything in the kingdom of God belongs to you. But so long as you remain as a child, you are no different from a child. But he says he's under guardians and stewards all the time until 
the time appointed by the Father. There is an inheritance that belongs to you. But so long as you remain as a child, it's no different. And so many times, that's where a lot of people are. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that may you grow up. That's why you are getting, you are getting fed this morning. Sanctification. He says in the house, there are so many vessels. <laughs> so that you can enjoy the fullness of all that belongs to you. Set apart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Under tutors and governors, guardians, till you grow up. That's why he says, I commend you to God. The word of God will build you up and help you grow so that you can enjoy what belongs to you. I see you enjoying everything that belongs to you in Jesus' name. My Lord and my God. There are so many vessels. The one that is set apart is the one that enjoys the blessing and the inheritance. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Now, you see, for instance, let's take for instance, the second benefit of sanctification is that it's secure answers to our prayers. You see, for instance, in the time of Esther, there were so many, uh, when the, the queen messed up and the king was looking for another queen, there were so many people around that came for the beauty contest. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, the difference with Esther was that, was that she heeded the advice of the person that was in charge. Yes, and she, God gave her favor. And out of all those people, she was chosen to be the queen. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If God is looking for an assignment to be done in the may he choose you. Amen. May he choose you. Because you set yourself apart to the Lord. And so when the time came that the lives of the Jews were at risk, she put her life on the line. And said, look, if I perish, I perish. Let, she had the people fast and pray for her. And when she went into the presence of the king, 
She had favor with the king, and the king said to her, What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. My Lord and my God. You see, God loves the whole world. No question about that. But there are some people that he's pleased with and there are some people that he likes. He's not pleased with everybody. He, likes, he loves the whole world, but he's not pleased with every, the whole world. There's a difference. There are levels of relationship with God. Notice how, 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 how David, David puts it this way in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 4. I like how he puts it in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the classic King James. He puts it this way. He says, but God said unto me, verse 4 says, How be it the Lord God of Israel chose me before all the house of my father, to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen Judah to be the ruler. And of the house of Judah. The house of my father. And among the sons of my father. He liked me. He liked me. He liked me. To make me king over all Israel. He liked me. He, likes, he, he liked me. His elder brothers came when God was looking for him. He said, no, 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 not, not these people. He liked me. Kings came out of Judah. And out of my father's house. But who was David? God describes him as a man after his own heart. I pray may that be your description. That's what made, he liked me. Eliab came, he said, no, 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 that's not him. He had a heart after God. Even when he missed it, he repented. And God accepted him. Up to now, you see, it's one thing to start, it's another thing to finish well. Even, even now in, in Israel, they still celebrate David. But for somebody like Solomon, very wise person, a lot of wisdom, but at some point he got off his he got off track. And he never came back. And so he's not celebrated in, 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 in Israel like, like David. <laughs> he was on the right track. Then he went for a hundred wives. God did, he, nothing was said. So he thought, okay, let me quick, we'll keep going. Then he kept going. 300. How do you manage that many women? <laughs> 400. 600. 700 wives. And 300 concubines or girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I 
pray may you end your journey well in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes somebody can start very all. Sometimes you can stand a year. You make New Year resolutions. This year I'm going to do this. When it gets to this time of the year, what happens to all the resolutions? <laughs> Dear Lord, they said that most resolutions don't even make it past. I hear it's like February or whatever it is. <laughs> but the point is, David said, God like me. May God like you. May God like you. He says in the house, there are so many vessels. There are so many, so many vessels. Oh, but may you be on the list of people that God will describe. I like this person. I like hanging out with them because they like hanging out with me. They like obeying my word. They like doing my word. Whatever they see in the word of God, you see, they align their lives to fit the word of God, not the other way around. Not look through the word of God and say, what can I, uh, what, is, what is this verse? I, I don't like it. Let me look at it in another translation. I don't, no, 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 no. What does it say in the Greek? Is, is he really saying what he's trying to say? <laughs> Dear Lord, somebody's going free this morning in Jesus' name. Glory be to the name of the Lord. But notice what he says in Psalm 66. We're talking about ancestry prayer. The king saw Esther. She had favor. And she said, oh my Lord. I said, whatever, half of my kingdom. See, if you don't live a sanctified life, set yourself apart for God, sometimes it can hinder your prayers. Notice what he says in Psalm 66 verse 18. But when you set yourself apart for God, you can receive answers to prayer. He says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, notice in, 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 in Timothy, he said, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But 19 says, but certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus when you cry out to the Lord. As you set yourself apart, may God hear your prayers expressly in Jesus' name. <laughs> my Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Oh, there's so much here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, when we walk, one of the benefits of sanctification is, is another way of putting it is the fear of the Lord or, or living for God. Is we enjoy the favor of God. And that's what makes all the difference in our lives. It is, so sometimes um, when we read the Bible, and at some point, God saw that the Old Testament was not working. Start, let's start a new, new thing here. Notice how Ezekiel describes uh, the law of the Old Testament. Ezekiel chapter 20. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ezekiel 20, 25. He says that, 
Notice this. Ezekiel 20, 25. It says, Therefore I also gave them up to statutes that were not good, and judgment by which they could not live. Statutes that were not good, and judgment by which they could not, they could not fulfill the law. It was too much. But even in the Old Testament, you still find people that in their generation, Exodus 20, 25, statues that were not good and that they could not live. But even in the Old Testament, you will still find people, even in that dispensation, that made a decision to live for God. How much more us? So we celebrate the promises. We live on, the better, uh, uh, on a better covenant established on better promises. So those, those people in the Old Testament shouldn't beat us at this game of sanctification. <laughs> I'll repeat it again. <laughs> Under a covenant which was not as good as ours, the one that we are living under, in Hebrews chapter 8, Verse 6, it talks about a covenant established on better promises. You will still find people like Daniel. Daniel went into Babylon. He was a captive there. And when he got there, he made a stand for God. You see, in every generation, you will find people that make a stand for God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, in this generation, may you be one of the people that make a stand for God. In Daniel chapter 1, Daniel chapter 1, thank you Lord Jesus. It says, but Daniel, Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. They were, they, were, it was, they, were, they were grooming them for positions in the kingdom. And the king had a certain diet for the people. Daniel 1.8. He had a certain diet for the people, but those meats were offered to the gods before they served them. So Daniel and his friends, purpose in his heart, if any man chooses, who made the choice? It was him. Now look, in my generation, in my time, everybody is going this direction, but I am going to go with God. He purposed in his heart. It all starts with a decision and a choice in the heart. Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. Everybody is going this direction, but not me. If anyone, if anyone purges himself, At the end of 10 days, when they tested them, verse 15, it says, At the end of 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. 
the one who made a stand for God at the end of 10 days they look fresher they look nicer than the people that made a choice to go the other direction you don't lose when you make a stand for God <laughs> I repeat it again you don't lose when you make a stand for God And throughout, Bible historians tell us that throughout, he sat under three kings. He was distinguished in the land of Babylon. You will impact your generation for God. You will impact your generation for God. You will impact your generation for God. In Daniel 6, 4, he's, he's described this way. Notice how they describe him. That, so the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. No occasion. For 65 years, he was relevant to the kings. Three kings. Your life will impact your generation in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. No error, no fault. You see, it all comes down to what you believe. I didn't even get to the, the second part of it. I'll give some highlights and then we'll go. The keys to the thing. It starts with the heart. But, but you see, it, 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 when it comes to, when it comes down to it, it, faith is involved. If you believe that you cannot live for God, no, who can? If you keep saying, if you keep walking around, who can really do this Christian thing? <laughs> That's what you believe. Who can really do this Christian thing? Uh, somebody that lives under a law that God calls, he, he sees that the statues that were not good. He made a decision. He made a choice. And in his generation, he can't. How much more you and I? I think we should do better than Daniel. Don't you think so? <laughs> if, 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 if we crave for sanctification, the same way we crave for miracles, for healing, for blessing, for prosperity, or anything else, I think it will do well. <laughs> Because actually, if that is not, you will not enjoy your inheritance. But in the name of Jesus, you will enjoy your inheritance in Jesus' name. You could not find any error of fault in him. God will help you in Jesus' name. I know you are not there yet, but you are on your way. You are on your way in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, there's so much, but I, the, the key is to it. Let's go through it quick. The key is to purpose, purpose to live a sanctified life. It starts with a decision. With a heart to stand for God. And then two, watch and praise. 
Stay watchful. Stay prayerful. Don't be self-confident. Don't rely on your own self. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, Peter grew to a point where he said, no, 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 no. Jesus was telling him, look, there's something ahead. Pray. Watch and pray, please. Something is ahead. Red lights ahead. Danger ahead. He <laughs> said, oh, don't worry about it. Let Jesus do the praying. Now I'm going to, we are going to sleep. What, what, uses, what do we need to pray? We are, we are okay. These were people that were with Jesus. How closer can you get? And they chose to sleep. Pray, lest you fall into temptation. Pray. That's the key to living. Next, one of, another key to living a sanctified. Stay watchful and prayerful. Dedicate yourself to prayer. If you look at the, 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 the Lord's pattern for prayer in, in, um, the, that he gave us, there are daily routines in there. Give us our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation. Pray. Pray. It will help you live a sanctified life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Three, engage the cleansing power of the word of God. The cleansing power of the word of God. Read the Bible. You read so many things. Spend some few minutes, some time, every day, reading the word of God. It will cleanse you from a lot of things. He says, if a man purges himself from these things, Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5, verse 23, thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians 5, 26, he says that, that he might sanctify, notice that word again, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. It keeps coming back to that spot. Cleanse her, sanctify by the word, by the word, by the word, by the word. The same way you take a shower, a couple of showers every day to cleanse your body from a natural standpoint, get in the word of God. He says that. He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, by the word, by the word, by the word. As you, as you get into the word of God and you begin to agree with God, and say, Lord, I, I'm committed to it. When I see anything in the word of God that my life doesn't align, I'm going to do my very best to align. When you see it, as you, as you, as you begin to do that, you see that one thing drops off. Another thing drops off. Something else drops off. And gradually, as you come to church, as you, continue, as, you, as you begin to be a doer of the word of God, you see your life going from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Sanctify. Sanctify. You, you cannot get around it. Nobody can get around it. Taking daily showers of the word of God. Jesus knew that he was leaving the disciples and he made this statement. He said, thank you, Lord Jesus. He said to them, John 17, 17, he said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. It comes back to the word of God. Sanctify them 
John 17, 17. By your word, by the truth of God's word, for your word is truth. That's what's going to cause you to live a sanctified life and to enjoy. How, how many of us want to enjoy an inheritance? Raise your hands. If you all like, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> you will walk in the fullness of it in Jesus' name. He says to you, that that is the key. That is the key. And then finally, for faith is a must to live a sanctified life. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 16 says that we cannot please God without faith. Believe that pleasing God is possible. You cannot overcome what you don't believe that you can overcome. I'll repeat it again. You cannot overcome what you don't believe that you can overcome. Actually, what you believe is what you are empowered to, to, to be. In John chapter 1, John 1, 23, John 1, 12, he says, but as many as received him, verse 11 says that, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. Believe. Have faith. Don't go about saying no one is sanctified. <laughs> Who can do this Christian thing? And maybe someone has been saying that. That's why it keeps coming up this morning. <laughs> Don't call it a Christian thing. <laughs> See, I, I will make it in Jesus' name. My Lord and my God. <laughs> you see, the thing is that it not only affects you, it affects generations as well after you. That's so important. It says choose life that you and your generations may live. It impacts on your children, your children's children. So don't think that you're only living for yourself now. It's going to affect those that are coming after you. He says in Psalm 112, Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3, notice how this person that reverences God, that's made a decision for, notice how it affects their, their children. He says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be vagabonds on the earth. <laughs> his descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Amen. He's loaded with cash and his righteousness is still intact. That's not affected, that's not affected that person. And his generation, 
The children after him. The children after. They're upright. <laughs> His descendants will be mighty. What is the secret of this person? He fears the Lord. Reverences the Lord. It's not like a fear of a rattlesnake. He reverences the Lord. Delights greatly in his commandments. Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Whatever I see in your word, I'll do it. Oh, thank God there is a generation on the scene. How that will say, oh, the world is getting worse and worse and darker and darker, but I'm going to be part of the people whose light keeps shining brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And I see your light shining brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter in Jesus' name. By Lord, it impacts your generation. Oh, it makes all the difference. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. The righteous man walks in his, in his integrity. His children are cursed. No, no, no. His children are blessed after him. Your children will be blessed. Your generation will be blessed. Because, since you walk in your integrity, no crookedness, straightforward. My Lord and my God. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Jesus knew that he was leaving his disciple. And notice the statement. He knew that, that even the example that he lives before them is going to make a difference. Notice what he says in John 17, 19. And for their sakes. And for their sakes. And for their sakes. What is he going to do? I sanctify myself. That they also may be sanctified by the truth. For their sake. For whose sake? For you and I. For the people coming after. You see, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted like you and I. He was fully God. He was fully man. But yet without sin. So for their sake. Notice how this sanctification thing is working. It not only affects you. It affects others. Your children, the people coming after. For their sakes, I'm going to sanctify myself. For their sakes, I'm going to sanctify myself. I pray we will crave for this thing called sanctification like we crave for breakthrough or miracles. <laughs> for their sakes, I sanctify myself. They also may be sanctified by the truth. The righteous person walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. We are all enjoying the benefits of Jesus' sanctification. May generations after you enjoy the benefits of your sanctification. Amen. Of your decision to live for God. My Lord. <laughs> are, you, are you getting this then? Yes. <laughs> It makes all the difference. Every generation has them. Joseph in his time. Why should I do this thing? And sin against my God. 
I'm going to make a stand for God. And he kept going, enjoying favor in the prison. People kept, he kept moving and moving and moving. Every generation has a, a certain man. He was born in, in abject poverty. He said, oh. He had that, oh, there was a prayer meeting, early prayer morning, morning, I'm going to go. And he started going. Let's gradually, someone help him with middle school. Then he kept going. Seven girls, seven in the church. And he wanted to, to travel outside his country and for, for better education. He didn't have a way to make it. He, said, he wrote a letter to the king of Denmark and prayed over it and said, Lord, as I write this letter, let this man have compassion. Some way, somehow, the letter got to the king. When he saw it, he said, wrote to the Department of Education to sponsor him to come and study for free. He started falling away from nowhere. Then he returned back to his country as a professor of, in one of the universities. If in, who sanctifies themselves? If anyone, if anyone, I may be talking to somebody, you feel like your life is going nowhere, you feel like you are stuck, you feel like you are not enjoying your inheritance that belongs to you in Christ, you feel like you are not living to the, your full potential, I'm giving you, you have the keys this, key this morning. Make a stand. I, I don't know what other people in your, my, my family did, your, what other people in your family may do, but make a stand. Make a stand. If anyone, if anyone, anyone means anyone. Are you anyone? Or you don't count as, as part of anyone? <laughs> you count as part of anyone. You see, God has, God, God has planned and purpose that you will so high. That's the whole message on itself. It says, as the eagle stares up the nest, eagles don't fly low, they fly high. You will fly high in Jesus' name. My Lord, I, didn't, I, I, I can't believe I've spoken this long. Amen. <laughs> oh, I enjoy this. Because when, you, when something enters into you and you decide that in your generation, that's what I've made it is, in my generation, I'm going to impact my generation. For, you are going to impact your generation. The people that are around you are going to impact them for God. Daniel, his three friends, purposed in their hearts. Thank you, Lord. And they found them ten times better. You'll be ten times better than your peers. My Lord. Let's pray. Identify, even as we come to pray, identify three areas. Three areas. One thing, first thing, one thing that you are struggling with that you want to get rid of. So you can jump into the favor of God. And then three areas where you desire to see the hand of God. Ponder on these. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk. So sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.